Justin, in today's episode, we want to talk about how you can begin investing in real estate. We work with a lot of investors, and of course, there's a lot of TV shows and a lot of other media outlets out there talking about how you know lucrative and sexy real estate investing is. Yeah. And uh, it, but it, but it's challenging. I mean, if you've ever tried to start investing in real estate, it can be really challenging. So today, yeah. I'd like to share mm-hmm. a, maybe a few tips, a few strategies. This is no by no means an exhaustive list. On getting into real estate investing, but I think it's a it's a good start to a discussion on how you can uh, start putting some money in the real estate market. Yeah, I I think it's important to learn how to invest the right way. And as you mentioned, there's a lot of people that stay up. Uh, late and they watch you know infomercials about investing in real estate and and some of that stuff is just pure garbage I'll be honest with you Jared and I have always tried to invest in real estate the right way the legitimate way Um, and by the way we are so generous with our time that we can help you can we can coach you through some of these uh, real estate strategies Uh, uh, last year I met a a kid that uh, spent eighteen thousand dollars on uh, a course to help him invest wow. in real estate, and and I thought, and it is a legitimate course. I you know I checked into it; and it's a good course. But goodness gracious, eighteen thousand dollars—that's a down payment yeah. on a rental property. Yeah, and so, and, you know, to get started the right way. So I was kind of um, sad to hear that, frankly. There there are a lot of barriers to to getting into real estate investing. Not as many as you would think. Not as many as you'd think. Um, but let's talk about some of those strategies that you can use. You know, from day one. Sure. And where does it really start? Yeah. Well, I, I do want to also put a plug in for getting educated and learning right. about it. Right. There, You don't have to spend $18,000. No. Uh, there are a lot of forums, a lot of websites. I'll mention, for example, Bigger Pockets, yeah. a great website dedicated to real estate investing. Mm-hmm. A lot of very experienced, very savvy individuals there. They discuss a number of different strategies in getting into real estate. And I've found some nice little nuggets uh, from Bigger Pockets. Podcasts. I'm a big fan of podcasts. You know, lately I've just turned off the radio and all the dumb talk shows and things like that and put the uh, podcasts on and uh, learned yeah. quite a lot about real estate investing yeah. uh, from podcasts. Well, and you should be learning because, you know, we spend half an hour in the car driving here, driving there. We go on a morning walk or something and, you know, you get 30 minutes to yourself. Well, I run. You might walk. I don't do either of those things, frankly. <laughs> frankly, I can't get out of bed before 8 a.m. But uh, we do spend a lot of time on Facebook or social media. You know, we've got to stop doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we've got to learn during those downtimes. And, yeah. and, and so there's plenty of opportunities to listen to a 40-minute podcast. You think to yourself, how am I ever going to learn yeah. anything? I don't have 40, 40 minutes minute, to tune in. Well, you got a 40-minute yes, drive, do. yeah, if you yes, really look you at do. it. So I've been able to fit a lot of that in. Now, I've also you know, read books over the years that um, I've gotten off of uh, Amazon for 15 bucks, 30 bucks. And if mm-hmm. there's you know, one or two or three principles that are applicable in that book, that's well worth the, uh, the, the time and effort. Now, you can also learn from people who are in the game, 
who are doing it, who are successful. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that might be a a successful realtor. It might be somebody who's at your local real estate investment uh, club. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've got uh, different uh, meetups uh, in any part of the country. Go to meetup.com and get involved with some of these communities. And, you know, I found that a lot of people, and some are not, but a lot of people are really generous with their time, with their advice. And, uh, well, you know, they may not formally take you under their wing and mentor you, but they're certainly willing to answer some some questions for you and and provide some education. So, you know, I guess the point is, is you can get up to speed. You can learn quite a bit by seeking after that and being proactive and seeking after some education on the subject. So with that being said, and and the reason why you do that is because you don't want to make mistakes because in real estate investing, mistakes can be really costly. and and, And I know people personally, you and I both know people who have been wiped out because of some bad investment decisions. Yeah, and and by the way, you can be you can have a bad experience investing in all kinds of different vehicles. Well, of course. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's just the that's just the point, but you know, you and I have actually done really really well. Uh, there I could we could probably point to maybe one property that didn't go so well for us, but we just kept it as a rental and over time it did well for us. So yeah. I mean, there's a safe way to definitely invest in real estate. We are we try to do it right, which means we don't leverage the heck out of every property. And and anyway, we talk about that. But I think where investing really starts is, you know, don't don't think you're you're buying a first time home when you're when you're a young person, or maybe you're not young and you're buying your first home. But that is an investment, and it's actually one of the most important investments that, that you can make. So I think. Yeah. Real estate investing starts right there, buying your first home. Yeah, I, I think that you know a lot of people call that house hacking. They buy a home. Uh, there to occupy, be, and, and the, the the beautiful thing about buying a home that you're going to occupy is the financing that's oh, yeah. available for a, for a for a primary home for an owner occupant home. There's zero down programs that you could, you know, if you've got a job and you've got a pay stub, and as long as your income's enough to qualify for that, and of course your credit's got to be okay. You can buy a home with zero money down, yeah, and uh, that home may need some repairs, and you can work on that home over the next 12 months to Mm -hmm. get that home uh, looking really great. Now, there's a couple strategies you could go with that. Number one, you could live in that home for two years and sell that and not have to pay any kind of capital gains tax, okay? So that's a great strategy, but if your strategy is to accumulate rentals and build a portfolio, Generally, the expectation from lenders is to live in that home for a year. Yeah, and so you know, there are people who are every year moving into a different home. Yeah, and they're not necessarily moving up in home. Most no. of these moves are just lateral yeah. because you're thinking about what is this home going to be a good rental? That's one of your criteria in buying that home. Mm-hmm. And so you know, you want to. Buy homes every year that are going to be good rental homes. Yeah, in order to make that happen, uh, you know, generally speaking, in order to make that happen, um, there there are some moves that we can that we can really talk about, and and you have to involve a great loan officer, right? Because if you buy a home as a primary residence, and you live in it for a while, and you want to keep that as a rental, you need to be you need to, to make sure you know what it's going to take to qualify for the next one, while keeping this as a rental. So do you do you do you put a tenant in there and then move? 
because the loan officer is going to look at that. Okay, you've got to at least sign on this now, and that is covering your payment. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it doesn't count against you on your debt to income ratio. Or do you have enough income to just go ahead and buy another one and then fill it full of it, you know, with a tenant? And if so, where does the down payment come from? So as you're in one home, you got to be saving for another down payment. Yeah. And typically, you'd want to get into something around the seven percent range as, as far as a down payment. Well, I think uh, you one of your partners in real estate investing has got to be a good lender. And, That's uh, a great point. Great, great real you, estate you, agent for life. A great lender for life. Yeah, you got to build yourself a team that might include, you know, like a lender, realtor, maybe a contractor. Maybe there's some things that you can't do yeah, yourself sure. in fixing up that home. And so I think that's a great strategy to buy that home as a owner occupant. And yeah. that's going to get you in the game. That okay? definitely gets you in the game. Okay. And, and I don't know where you're going on your next uh, point there, but I think, you know, if, if anybody's bought a home in the last five years, guess what? They probably have a pretty good chunk probably of equity. Probably have a real good chunk of equity in that home. And so we can go there. Yeah. I mean, so some people say, yeah, I've got a, you know, I've got a single family home, doing well in my job. Uh, I'd really like to invest in real estate so that I can hold it long term for my future. But I don't have the money. Okay, well, if you looked at what your mortgage balance is and what your home is currently worth, you'll see there's some equity there. And, um, you know, again, as we mentioned, we don't like to leverage things to the max, but there's some potential in that equity for you to get a home equity line. Now, I have a home equity line on my home, which sometimes, I mean, sometimes months will go by and I don't use it, but then a great opportunity may come by and those funds are available right. and they're actually at really affordable rates. They are affordable rates. Remember a HELOC, a home equity line of credit, is amortized much differently than, it is. A, than than your thirty year mortgage. Right. So sometimes the the even though the interest rate is really low, very very attractive, the payments can be kind of high, and you know it's it, so you could borrow against your home as a down payment for a long term rental, or perhaps you borrow against the home for a flipping opportunity. Yeah. Something like that. But you know, use your home's equity. Remember a credit union or a bank where you'd get this HELOC, um, they are not going to let you borrow every dime out of it. So no. when we say you are, you know, you can't leverage this thing to the hill. They're they're going to require at least a twenty percent equity position in the home after you have right. uh, taken out your HELOC. Yeah. So some people qualify for those very easily. Some people don't quite have enough equity. But that is one way to unlock a lot of potential. Yeah, a lot of potential. Absolutely. You've come across some people recently who uh, want to invest, want to get into some deals. They don't have the cash in their bank account, but. Knowing these individuals, a couple of them I'm thinking of in particular, I know that they work for very good companies who, uh, and they've got retirement accounts set up. Yeah. And so yeah. there are ways to use your retirement accounts mm -hmm. and to get some of that money out for uh, investing in real estate, among right. other things. Yeah. Okay. Now, our expertise is not in helping people uh, navigate. Uh, the the IRS code and and right. the different uh, regulations uh, related to using your IRA as a as a, uh, a vehicle to invest in real estate, but there are companies that are set up specifically for, for that to help you IRAs, through that. Yeah. We actually have helped people oh, use several. their IRAs to buy properties for sure, but setting that up as a as a checkbook IRA, for example, yeah. uh, sometimes you need to make some changes in. 
what that account is in order to do that. But these particular, I mean, one of them has $100,000. He didn't even think about. He could easily do $100,000, and that doesn't wipe out his whole account. No. But he didn't even think about using that maybe as a down payment right. to uh, get into a rental property. So if you've got some money there, uh, it might be something to consider. You might actually generate, I'm confident that you could generate some better returns in that account yeah. through real estate than through mutual funds or whatever stock right. you may have that invested in. Mm-hmm. So that's that's available, okay. Um, you know, here's a concept too that uh, uh, a lot of people do that that uh, start in real estate and they don't have any money, mm-hmm. and that is they find somebody with money. I mean, that yeah. sounds pretty obvious, yeah. but there are people that have money sitting around. They want to make an investment. They might have money sitting in a CD or some sort of low yeah. interest bearing account. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in some case. Yeah. And they but they don't have the time, they don't have the knowledge. They might probably don't even have the the really the the wherewithal or the the uh, motivation to do something with that money in real estate. Yeah. So that's where somebody who is full of excitement, who is aggressive, who has gotten themselves properly educated. Yeah, who's a good networker. And willing to get their hands dirty can come in and partner with that individual. And sometimes that might look like this. They might do a a short-term fix and flip type property. The cash provider, we'll call them, puts up the money for the purchase of the home, puts up the money for the renovations. But the other person, the deal finder, is the one that's, you know, find, finding the deal, of course, analyzing, doing due diligence, uh, getting this deal closed, meeting with contractors, yeah. you know, managing that project. Yeah. When they sell that, then they split that. They might split it 50-50. Yeah. And I've known people who have, who have, just to get in the game, have done it, you know, only have taken 25% out of that deal where the cash providers gotten 75 percent of that deal and then you just do another deal you're establishing a track record and a really important partnership and remember you're not just asking people to give you a bunch of money the money that they lend you is secured by a piece of real estate so you know it's not like hey invest in my crazy business opportunity here you're investing in something that's tangible and if things didn't go wrong you're not going to lose it all you could lose a little money but you're not going to lose it all their their money is protected in a tangible asset the security instruments that protect that are recorded at the county and so it is actually a pretty safe investment for people capital partners and you know your capital partner could be your brother it could be your a parent it could be a grandparent it could be an uncle somebody that you know and trust it could be somebody that you just you know don't have any fam- family relationship with but that you have a yeah. business relationship with and uh, again investing in real estate just makes a lot of sense for yeah. them yeah. and for you and so you might do a deal where you take 25% of the profits but the expectation is hey if this goes well let's do another yeah. and then I want 35 well, and then exactly. let's do another and then I want 50 and yeah. then the capital partner says gosh this, you're making this so easy for me let's get to a 50-50 or maybe even better all well, I'm doing and is maybe there's the other options available to you as well. But, you know, 25% of something is a lot better than, you know, 100% of nothing. And so, but the experience is but, even worth more than the 25%. Exactly. So the experience, the track record is what you're getting now. Uh, eventually, too, you might have, 
uh, you know, a deal where you can't find a cash provider, maybe an uncle or a grandparent or something like that. But there are hard money lenders out yeah. there. And Justin, you and I have used You're hard money lenders. You're not supposed to use uh, the term hard money lenders. Uh, okay. That sounds like somebody's going to break your kneecaps if things go wrong. <laughs> there are some reputable uh, providers out yeah. there. Now, they really they are. are expensive. Generally, you're paying, mm-hmm. you know, two points, three points up front. Yeah. So, however, if you borrow $200,000 and they're charging you a 2% origination fee, yeah. then you're looking at a $4,000 just to close that deal. Right. Uh, and then interest only payments generally between 11 to 15%. Yeah. Okay. So, you might need to still come up with, uh, you know, 30% or 20% down on right. that property, then borrow the hard money. So, that's how a lot of people start getting into. Yeah. I mean, these lenders investing. will lend to anybody. Um, if, if you've got a social security number and you can pony up the 20% down, um, they'll, they'll lend to you. They, Doesn't matter if you're self-employed or you yeah. don't have any credit or, I mean, if you've got a down payment. That puts yeah. them in a pretty secure position. They yeah. will lend to you. And so maybe you have that 20% down, or maybe a capital partner has the 20%, yeah. and then you use one of these exactly. hard money lenders, for lack of a better yeah. term. Uh, but the very, very good strategy. And and by the way, we we are interested in those deals and, and funding those deals as well. So if you yeah. had something you know, that you just needed a capital partner, yeah, uh, come talk to us. We can recognize a deal when there when there is one. Absolutely, so. yeah. So we could either fund a deal like that or partner with you on that if you yeah. wanted to bring us a deal. Yeah. Which brings me to the next point. A lot of people, you know, get into real estate again with zero money. They just don't. But they have. They're aggressive. They yeah. are. Uh, Maybe you know what you're doing. Maybe you're a, a handyman with a, a license, a licensed handyman. And if yeah. you're not. Go get a license. It's not that hard to be a licensed handyman in the state of Utah. But if you're a handy guy, make yourself legitimate and go get that license. Yeah. And um, maybe you're the one that's going to work on this property. Yeah. But where I was going with that is that, the, you know, you can be a deal finder. Yeah. Okay? There's a whole, you could read, you know, hundreds of books on Amazon about wholesaling. Mm-hmm. And there are people that do this on a huge scale. Right. They got people cold calling and sending out the postcards right. and, you know, putting notes on doors and, and things like that. Crazy saying, signs around we'll town. buy your house, any condition, cash, that kind of thing. What these people are doing is finding deals, tying them up uh, with the seller directly for a certain price, and then uh, finding another buyer, whether it's an investor, somebody's looking to hold it as a rental or fix and flip it, for maybe a $10,000 premium. Yeah, just assigning the contract. Totally legitimate. Yeah, and investors uh, totally don't mind legal. that you make $10,000. They, they, if you bring them a good, solid deal, they don't care that if you make If somebody this brought us a great deal and they were making five or $10,000 on it, if the numbers make sense right. to us, we're, we're okay with yeah, that. Good for you. You don't need a license to do that. It uh, You do need to have some education on how to do it right. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that's a great way maybe to get into real estate and yeah. get your feet wet in there. Well, let's talk about seller finance. I think that's the next on your list. And, yeah. you know, we, we love seller financing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it, you know, rates are so low right now. Sometimes seller financing doesn't make sense because we can go borrow money at much less. But if you can't borrow money, at, you know, like we can, I mean, for us, we're at a point where banks want to do deals with us. Uh, but if you're not at that point and a seller financing deal comes up, great. Now, what is seller financing? I guess we better back up and be, be real basic here. 
Well, it's where you're you're negotiating with the seller to uh, hold, give you a loan. Essentially, they become the bank. Right. They sell the house to you, and in most cases, the title to the house, the deed to the house, is transferred to you. So yeah, you, you are own. the owner of the home, right. but the seller is actually has a recorded interest in that home, and they are acting as a bank. So a lot of times we've set this up where. Uh, there is actually a third party that collects the payment that you make as the investor every month. You send it to somebody like an escrow specialist, and then escrow specialist sends the money to the the seller. And they do all the accounting. They service the loan. So it makes it very, very easy. It's, it's 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 a very easy thing. So that can be really great because some of the advantages of that, yes, the interest rates can be a little bit higher. But there are very low closing costs right. usually in that situation. So we've done some where, you know, it's a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks, or whatever. Maybe some of the fees are, and uh, and you You're get it done. As opposed to uh, you know six, seven, eight thousand dollars in closing costs pulling a traditional conventional yeah. loan. You know, in most seller financing situations, and again, we like seller financing where the the property is owned free and clear by the seller. That's definitely preferable. That, that's the preferable route. And so they want 10% out of you, and you know you bring your 10% down payment in, and you close to the title company, and you're in the game just like that. That's how yeah. easy seller financing can be. And and by the way, when you present a seller financing offer to a to a seller, man, you know they've had cash flow on this property for a long time. Guess what? Because they're now acting as the bank, you're making payments directly to them. Yeah. Uh, they still get the cash flow, but then they also get. Uh, tax benefits on this as well. They can, there's some great tax benefits from for for them um, not receiving the entire purchase price in their pocket in yeah. one year. They they get to spread that tax yeah. those taxes over time. Yeah, so somebody's in a position to to sell or finance, or you can actually sell them on the idea of selling. Yeah, it's financing. not just a benefit for you as a buyer. I'm trying yeah. to get into real estate. Help me out here. No, you can spin that as hey, I've got a deal for you that you're really gonna like, and let's. Pencil this out if you hold this note for five years. Remember, mortgage loans, when you amortize something over 30 years, those first few years are heavily loaded with interest, front-loaded yeah. with interest. And so you, you know they're going to receive you know, $60,000, $70,000 worth of payments, and the principal is only going to be chewed down by you know, $10,000, $15,000. Yeah. Tremendous win for both parties. So yeah. I love seller financing. Yeah, so again, we can help you with that, uh, especially as uh, as agents. We do put together seller financing deals, and we involve obviously a title company to get that done. Yeah, great, great, uh, great strategy there. Let's talk about one more. And oh, I got again, a there more. do you? There, I mean, there yeah. are certainly others, but <laughs> you know, w- one way to get into re- to maybe buying a duplex or a fourplex is the idea of owner occupying one of those four units in a fourplex. Again, going back to financing, there are some really great financing options for somebody to buy a fourplex. Mm -hmm. You can actually get an FHA loan Mm -hmm. on a fourplex and use the money coming in from the other three units to qualify for that uh, purchase Mm -hmm. on that. And, you know, if you're buying right and you're buying a good property... Your monthly expense from left over after you've applied the rents coming in from the other units might be three, four, five hundred dollars, and uh, you're so you're doing pretty good on something like that. Now the beauty is you live in that thing for a year or two, and you keep that. Now you've got this awesome cash flowing 
uh, machine. Mm-hmm. And if you did that two or three times and uh, over a, you know, a six or seven year period uh, and ended up with three fourplexes, yeah. phenomenal. Huge. Well, I think owner-occupying uh, real estate and then turning to an investment is kind of where we started, even with a single-family home, but yeah. it is truly powerful with a multi-unit and uh, very, very good strategy. And multi-units are expensive, but I want to add one thing here, and you might disagree with me a little bit here, but the reality is we live in a market that is pretty expensive. And it is, and so the barrier to entry into this market is just wrapping your mind around the sales price, right? Yeah. What if you got into real estate in perhaps a different market? And um, maybe you're chasing cash flow. Well, we don't want to talk ourselves out of helping you out, but there are some markets that do offer some really great cash flow on properties that are like fifty, sixty, seventy thousand yeah. dollars, and and one could and, and you can even find that in some of our markets here in in Utah. But you know we have to think a, you know outside of Utah sometimes. And I would only do this if I had a great agent that I really trusted, yeah. and and they would recommend a really great property. And then I find a really great property management team. But there are definitely markets that cash flow better than ours that are a little easier to get into. Let me give you one example of, of something that, you know, uh, I think is worth looking into. Um, I saw a client called me just the other day on a fiveplex in, excuse me, a fourplex in uh, Springville and five sixty nine nine for a fourplex. Wow. I mean, that's a tremendous price to wrap your mind around. And then if you're fi- to finance it, it'd be a 25% down payment. It's just tough to get into an investment like that. Okay, I happen to be looking at fourplexes in some of our rural areas. Let's say Price, Utah, or let's say a Vernal or something like that. Now there may be some risk in 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 being in some of these rural areas, but you know some of our rural areas are are they're putting a lot of money into um, you know attracting business, and there's people that are moving into some of these rural areas. You have to look at the area, but I'll tell you, I saw a very nice fourplex for one ninety nine nine. Yeah. And that same fourplex here would be five fifty, and of course the rents are a little different. Rents but the cash flow is better, and and better. if you want to get your feet wet and you don't want to take a five hundred fifty thousand dollar property on, maybe you find a good property management team, a good agent, and uh, buy something in a rural area. Mm-hmm. But certainly looking beyond just Utah as 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 a market that you'd invest in, you know, look, uh, you know, we have people that have put a lot of money into. Utah County, we manage for them. Mm-hmm. They recognize this is a great place to, to buy, but they're buying other locations as well. Some of our biggest investors, that's not like they're stuck on Utah. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're buying in all kinds of different markets. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's a pretty good uh, list. Um, you know, some people, it's not the money that, that keeps them from getting into real estate. Sometimes it's the knowledge, it's the, um, the time, uh-huh. Uh, the, they hear the horror stories and that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. There are also a lot of opportunities to invest passively. Yeah. And what that means is that, you know, you have some cash and you want to put it to work and you think that real estate's going to give you a good return. You could invest some money uh, with uh, some guys like us, for example, on some projects that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we could give you a good return on that money. Um, you can also invest in uh, real estate investment trusts funds. Uh, there's uh, a lot of crowdfunding opportunities now that you can put some money in and get a decent return as sort of a limited partner or a passive investor. And so there are some opportunities there if you if you 
don't want to get your hands dirty in real estate and that financial reasons are not the reasons that are keeping you out of real estate. There might be some other things. So again, we're at the point where we have, um, we self-fund a lot of our deals, Mm -hmm. but uh, we are always looking for opportunities to get other people involved and provide a great situation for them where they're earning some very good returns on their money. So if you or anybody you know who, you know, have a desire to get into some real estate investing, but you want to do it passively, give us a call. We may have a project for you uh, to get you involved in, or we may have something in the future and we'll put you on a list. But uh, we love real estate investing. You know, I've said this in in, in other uh, podcasts, but Justin and I have made a lot of money in real estate sales. We've made a lot of money in property management. But where we have really created our wealth is is not necessarily sales commissions. Yeah. It's what we've done with those sales commissions, and that is to be very intentional about putting that money to work for us in real estate investments. Yeah. And we are 41 right now. Um, we have done very, very well. Long term, though, the is so exciting to project yeah. out even with what we currently own, and we're still buying things. We're closing on two uh, purchases this month, and we're so we're still buying things. Um, it's just really exciting to look at what our real estate portfolio is going to do in the next five years, 10 years, 15 years, yeah. to where it's going to provide for us a great retirement at an early age. Mm-hmm. And we can help people to achieve those same things. Yeah. And you don't need to have the, the extensive portfolio maybe that we have or others have, but if you're able to acquire three or four rental homes or a couple of good duplexes or a partnership into you know a 32plex or something like that, you can put that money to work in such a great way that's gonna totally transform your retirement from something that's sort of you know, you're scraping by, you're comfortable into something that allows you to travel and allows you to do great things with your kids and really have the comfort that you're looking for just by making some decisions now to invest in some real estate. Yeah. And it's not too late to invest. I mean, you know, there's different strategies that you would use depending on how old you are. Um, it's never too late to invest in, well, I would in, agree a, good, with that. in a good yeah. cash flowing property. Yeah. And so we're here to help you out with that. Well, we're grateful that you're tuning in to take take a listen to this uh, uh, podcast today and and give us a call. Our number of contact information, of course, is in the show notes. We're happy to help you out.